Arizona basketball is rolling on its way to a very high seat in the NCAA tournament, but why don't we do a little bit of a look ahead as well to what the 24-25 season could hold for the Wildcats because there's a lot of that and Arizona could be even more talented. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we got a lot to get to on this show, but first we are going to talk about where Arizona basketball is figures to land when it comes to the grand scheme of everything with the Pac-12 and uh, Big 12 and all of that good news. First of all, as you all know, I'm very excited to be getting out of the Big 12. I do not like or the Pac-12. I do not like the Pac-12. Um, listen. Growing up, I loved the Pac-12. I thought it was fantastic. Um, there was uh, all kinds of uh, there was all kinds of good vibes. Uh, Arizona was one of the top five programs in the country from about '88 to '03. Uh, not only was Arizona one of the top five programs, UCLA was right there. You had Jim when Jim Herrick had things rolling. Granted, he was cheating. Don't don't care. It was fun to watch. Cal was good. Cal was definitely cheating, but. You know, whatever. And Stanford. Stanford was a top 10 to 15 program and had a one of the best fan bases in all of college basketball. Almost all of that is gone. Arizona still remains, but Arizona is kind of the last man standing as far as fan support, as far as just pretty much everything. Um, and that's kind of where uh, that's just kind of where things uh, reside right now. Um, now. Going into the Big 12, it's going to be a totally different animal, uh, a totally different animal. And what I mean by that is a totally different animal. Um, there is a uh, Big 12 is absolutely loaded with talent. Um, it's the best basketball conference in the country. I think you could probably make the case that the Big 12 is better than the next two best basketball conferences combined. And you would probably not be wrong on that. I mean, just look at it. It's a litany of uh, awesome teams. Uh, Kansas. Kansas has actually struggled this year um, due to, I think, just how good the Big 12 is. But Kansas obviously uh, has been probably at the apex of college basketball now for a while. The last, you know, Bill, Bill Self coming off a national title a couple of years ago might have gotten another one last year if he not had had he not gotten sick. The must bus stepped in there. Um, and then after that, you've also got uh, you've also got your uh uh, your schools like, um, you know, uh, Baylor, which won a national championship a couple years ago, they're always going to be top 15. You got Houston as well. Houston's always go or Houston, as long as Kelvin Sampson's going to be there is good. And keep in mind as well, the uh, w- with Houston, Houston's also a spot where uh, Houston's also a spot where I think uh, it's fair to say that uh, er- or that should be good. Going into a major conference now, there's no reason that Houston should not be good. Um, so there is that. And then um, you've also got uh, Iowa State. A lot of people have said, I'm excited to go watch an Iowa State game because a lot of people have said that Iowa State might have the most underrated uh, underrated uh, fan base in the entire country. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that. That sounds cool. TCU is good. Kansas State's good. Um 
obviously, uh, so there's a there's a lot to like. The teams that were Arizona's bringing with them, not surprisingly, stink at basketball, but that's neither here nor there. Um, now, um, I think with uh, I think with uh, Arizona, there is a uh, Arizona, there is a um, there is a real opportunity because keep in mind the uh, the Big Twelve is absolutely loaded, as we know. But Arizona is going to be going in there with a, a full arsenal of talent. And what I mean by that is a um, Arizona is, uh, listen, it's going to be a young team next year for sure. And there's going to be, excuse me, there's going to be games that Arizona is going to drop that will probably frustrate some Arizona fans. But that's neither here nor there because Arizona Arizona is going to be absolutely loaded at every single position. We're going to talk about that uh, team and we're going to go kind of position by position. And first at that point guard spot, you got to feel good about it. Now, granted, Kylan Boswell has been very, very up and down. Um, listen, I don't see Kylan Boswell going off to the NBA because I don't think he would be picked. But who knows? Weirder things have happened in that regard. I get that. Um, but um, I do think that with Arizona, the uh, um, with Arizona, there's a couple things to keep in. There's a couple things to keep an eye on. Boswell is a junior. Should be really good. I think that probably the sophomore year has probably been humbling to a certain degree because I think that he probably thought that he was going to come in, be an All-American, and be a top 15, top 20 pick. That did not happen, obviously. Um, so I think maybe a year where he's able to kind of refocus, get everything, uh, you know, get everything down. And maybe he'll be in a better spot for that. He'll be a better. He'll be better for it and lesser for the wear. But also, Jaden Bradley is going to be coming on. Jaden Bradley, I love Jaden Bradley. I think you know. I think at this stage in the game, I think it's fair to say that they're kind of equals. Uh, Jaden Bradley and uh, Jaden Bradley and uh, Kylan Boswell. Uh, Bradley is obviously a different player than Kylan Boswell, but. I mean, he comes in and from an impact perspective, defensively, he gets into passing lanes. Not only does he get into passing lanes, he is uh, he plays really good defense and he also scores the ball. He runs the he runs the offense very, very well. And I think, like I said, I think there's a lot to really like about what he is able to do. Um, and. You know when he comes in. When he and K.J. Lewis come in, they just kind of switch up the dynamic. They kind of switch up the template a little bit. And I think, uh, you know, as an Arizona fan, I get excited when he comes in. I also think offensively he's much better than people give him credit for. Um, I think next year he can be an 11, 12-point-per-game guy if he gets 27, 28 minutes. Now, granted, I don't know that that's going to happen with Kylan Boswell, but you get the gist. I think that he's got a much better offensive game than some people are give, that some people give him credit for, and I think he, he's going to be able to show that. Some people that uh, don't give him the offensive uh, uh, love that he should. Jason Shear, I'm looking right at you, my friend. I'm looking right at you. Um, but that's kind of where that's at. Now, the uh, when it comes to um, excuse me, when it comes to the uh, def or the uh, the other the other point guard spot, Conrad Martinez is going to be an interesting guy. I'm pretty sure that I was wrong on Conrad. Conrad is a good basketball player. Not only is Conrad a good basketball player, Conrad can um, Conrad I think is going to be here four years, which is obviously a very nice thing, a very underrated quality. Um, but He's tough. He's scrappy. Everything that Tommy Lloyd said about him is essentially true. It's like Tommy Lloyd knew what he was talking about. That guy, Tommy Lloyd. Um, but again, Martinez is scrappy. I like him a lot. Um, and when I watch him, I also think that there's a lot more to be, uh, there's a lot more that uh, he can reach as well. 
I don't know what his role will be here, but I will say that, you know, a year or two down the road, if he's, you know, thrust into some real minutes, I think you got to feel okay with it. I mean, he's a pretty good, like I said, he's a pretty good little basketball player and uh, somebody that I think is going to be fun to watch kind of develop over the next, uh, over the next few years. Um, then uh, after that, You've, uh, we're going to move on to the shooting guard position, which I think is going to be very, very enticing. But first, FanDuel! Check it out, FanDuel. Uh, here's the deal. You can put down five bucks, and if you can get up to $200 back if your uh, free bet wins, your five buck bet wins. That simple, that easy. Check it out, FanDuel. Again, there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a game when you know that you're, uh, when you've got a little bit of skin in the game. Check it out, FanDuel. Like I said, you will uh, you will thank me later on this one because it's all kinds of good stuff. And there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a game you care about with a little bit of skin in the game. Or even if you don't have some skin in the game, it's still more enjoyable because then it becomes interesting if you got a little bit of a little bit of cash on it. Check it out, FanDuel. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, now, let's talk a little bit of Arizona shooting guard. Here's where it becomes fascinating for me. I love Arizona shooting guard talent next year. I think it's going to be absolutely loaded. Uh, let's talk about the player coming back that uh, I think we all have our eyes on, and that's K.J. Lewis. KJ Lewis is going to be the best NBA prospect on the team. The dude is an absolute. The dude is an absolute stud. Period. Um, he can uh, he can get to wherever he wants on the floor. Um, and uh, he's just got like I said, he's just got to work on his shot. The ball handling and the shooting, I think, are two things that he can work on. But you look at the shooting, and you can tell that he's going to get there. It's not like this is some. You know, it's not like you're watching him and you're like, man, there's no way that he's ever going to be a good shooter. It's not that Lonzo ball weird thing. Um, he is, uh, like I said, he is an absolute monster. He's uh, and that's what an NBA starting shooting guard looks like. Uh, I, you know, again, I'm going to keep mocking the recruiting folks because so many of them missed out on this kid. This kid was a no-brainer prospect. There was absolutely no reason that he shouldn't have been rated higher than he was. I do not understand it. Most, uh, And honestly, I think that uh, that is going to be one that people look back on and say, what the heck was going on with that? But K.J. Lewis, and again, he's going to be a nice little addition in the big 12 because he can uh, he fits into the physicality he fits into the talent level and again he's just good kj lewis good basketball player um and you know i think the sky's the limit for him i think next year is the last year we get out of him knock on wood my only concern with him is that he doesn't become a dalen terry spot where it's uh you're like oh he definitely just uh, performed well enough that he's going to get a first round pick promise this year we don't want any of that obviously Want the kid to do well, but we don't want any of that. We want him back for one more year. And then uh, Jamari Phillips. I love Jamari Phillips. Um, I know that he's fallen some in the rankings. I do not care. Uh, Jamari Phillips can hit you from all three levels. Um, from he can, he can obviously nail the three. He can uh, hit you from the mid-range, and he can get to the hoop. He's that good. He is that scorer that every single team in college basketball wishes they had because – He's just got that. Uh, he's got that mindset. He's got that uh, that that mentality. And more so than any of that, 
He's also got the ability to, uh, to, like I said, score at all three levels. In this day and age, you very rarely see kids that can score at all three levels. He can do that. Um, and he's got a very advanced offensive game. I'm excited to see what he does because I think Tommy Lloyd's going to unleash another level in him that he hasn't seen. Um Listen, I know that he's fallen a little bit in the rankings. I do not care. I've seen what he can do. Um, I think, listen, he might not start this uh, his freshman year, but he's going to get a lot of minutes. And I think by the time the season's over, you're going to be looking at another guy who is probably going to be a uh, two-year player. And, again, he's, like I said, he's that dude. He is, he is super good. He is super talented. And it's just going to be fun to watch him kind of unfold, watch him develop, see what he can do because, again, there is a lot to work with there with Jamari or Jamari Phillips. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly with what Tommy Lloyd wants to do, obviously. Now, one guy that I don't know for a fact isn't going to be back is Pella Larson. Um, I would be stunned if Caleb Love comes back. I don't think his stock's ever going to be higher. But Larson's interesting because uh, Larson, um, listen, this is Caleb Love's team. Last year's team was Azulis Tabellis. If Pella Larson were to come back, and I mean, granted, he would be 24, so he would definitely be older. But if Pella Larson were to come back, you could make the case that this is going to, this would be his team um, that, you know, and uh, he's never really had that to really show what he can do in kind of a frontline role. Now um, you, you might get some diminishing returns because I think you could also make the case that he's probably not going to be as good in that role that he's actually playing perfectly for what he wants to do, uh, you know, right here for Arizona, but either way you watch him and you're like, all right, well, you know, maybe he does have a little bit of that desire again, I don't really see him as an NBA player. I know he's showing up on some mocks. I don't see it, but again, I've been wrong on Pella before. Hashtag my bad Pella, um, but we'll see. Um, but I would not shut the door on him returning, to be honest with you. Um, then at that small forward position, keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of crossover with those guys, obviously, with KJ Lewis, with Jamari Phillips. Then you got Carter Bryant stepping in. All right, now Carter Bryant, I think, is going to be somewhat in a 3-4 role. Uh, you watch him, and people ask me all the time, you know, what's the comp for him? And I always say that I think it's kind of Jason Tatum. Um, he's got the uh, he's got the ability to, uh, you know, get to his spot. He's not he's a good athlete. He's not a great athlete, but he's a good athlete. Um, he's a very good passer. He's a very willing passer. He can finish around the hoop. He can make threes. He's just a, like I said, he's just a good basketball player. That's the best way that I can put it. He's a good basketball player. Uh, that's he's what an NBA pl uh, player looks like in the future. Um, I kind of, I want, I do kind of think he might be a two-year player. Keep in mind for a while, he was regarded as a top five prospect. I think that he's still got that type of top five prospect potential, but I think it's going to take him a little bit of time. Um, but either way, I think that he is going to be very, very good for what Arizona wants, uh, Arizona wants to do. And, um, not only that. Uh, he is a, like I said, I think he gives you a lot of position flexibility because I think he's going to play a lot of four man this year when Arizona kind of does a four, four out one in type situation. He's going to give Arizona a lot of flexibility there. So he might also be included in the fours as well. Also, let's talk about on the wings. Our Paulius Moraustis. Paulius is going to, uh, Paulius is going to, uh, uh, play. I don't know at what, you know, at what, uh, how much, but Paulius can play. You can tell Paulius can shoot the ball. Paulius comes in looking to get his. And I like that about guys like that. He looks to get his. Um, he's a bigger dude. He's got some talent. As much as we like Philly B on this show, hashtag Philly B, I do believe that Polly M is probably going to uh, surpass him in the rotation um, because he can just do more things than Philly. But talking about Philly B, 
We need to make it clear, though, that Philly B is not a lost cause. Last year, I kind of thought Philly B was a lost cause. He was going to be a good practice guy, you know, kind of the team mascot type thing. But Philly, Philly's not bad. Um, Philly can uh, uh, if Philly has to come in and play a little bit, you're not worse for the wear. As a matter of fact, like at a school like ASU, I think Philly would 1000 um, percent play. And not only would he 1000 percent play, I think that he would I uh, think that he would get some real minutes as well. Um, he is, uh, like I said, I think at this stage, probably a really good practice player. Who knows? Maybe he continues to develop and gets into the rotation. I don't see it, but I'm really glad that Philly B is on the team. Um, so again, that's a pretty nice perimeter. Uh, like I said, it's a little bit, sometimes you can make the case that, it, you know, if Pella doesn't come back, it's a little light on experience. Totally get it. But either way, third year, Kylan Boswell, third year, Jaden Bradley at the point, um, KJ Lewis in his second year. Um, then you got a bunch of newcomers, essentially. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, you've got NBA talent there. That's uh, people always mention, you know, uh, where does the NBA talent on the team reside? That would be where that is. So again, there's a lot to like there. Now we're going to talk about the front court because that's fascinating and that's going to need some additions. But first, LinkedIn. All right, LinkedIn, my friends, linkedin.com slash locked on college post your job for free. Um, listen, everybody knows somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. Uh, you might have gotten a job through LinkedIn. You might have hired somebody through a job on LinkedIn. Either way, you know somebody that got a job through LinkedIn. Check it out, linkedin.com slash college. Uh, like I said, post your job for free, and you will thank me later. It's all kind of good stuff on uh, LinkedIn. And I think the thing that's so uh, cool about LinkedIn is that it's easy to navigate. You know everybody on there. LinkedIn, that is where it is at. And game time, my friends, game time. Listen, download the game time app today. Use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase or $20 off your purchase. And you can get into a U of A game. You won't need game time to get to an ASU game because those games where you can get the front row tickets, but you should still use game time either way. Download the game time app today. Use code locked on for $20 off. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, 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 now. Let's talk a little bit of Arizona. Let's talk a little bit of Arizona and uh, uh, what their front court is going to look like going into the Big 12, because that area gets a little bit uh, fascinating. Uh, I would imagine Umar Ballo, leader of men, is going to move on, but if you want Umar Ballo back, cool, you take it. Keep in mind, people, with Umar Ballo, leader of men, he is a uh, – let me put this. Um, he's a good He's a good basketball player. There's not a lot of guys just walking around college basketball that are going to put up 15 and 10 on pretty much a game-by-game -game basis. That's what Umar can do. Now, granted, in the pick-and-roll defense, he's terrible. I get all that. And there, he certainly has some real limitations. But if he wants to come back, you definitely bring him back. I just don't think that he's going to be coming back. Um, now, Mount Crevis, though. Crevis uh, has, I believe, a higher upside than Umar Ballo, leader of men. Um, because, again, you watch him, he's got certain inherent skills that Umar will never have. He's got, when he's got his back to the basket, he's got the hook from either side. He can duck down, he can make some shots. And not only can he do all of that, you also see a comfort level with him just around the basket that you never really quite see with Umar. I think that Crevis is going to be somebody, a player that you can feed the ball down to the post. And you can expect some pretty nice results. Um, now, listen, he's going to have to get a little bit better. He's going to have to continue to do some of that. I get all that. But 
you know, Umar Ballo is a good, all right, not Umar Ballo. Uh, well, he is too, but Mount Crevis is a good basketball player. And I do think that he will uh, think that he is going to acquit himself more than okay for the university of Arizona. I think he's going to be something like 13 and seven. I really do. I think that he can play and I think he can play at that level. All right. Now my guy, Dylan Anderson coming off a red shirt. Dylan's playing folks. Dylan's going to probably play. I don't know, 15 minutes per game, something like that. Because Dylan, here's the deal with Dylan is that Dylan can shoot. Um, you're going to see that this coming year. And Dylan is a lot stronger than people think. Um, listen, he's not Kevin McHale or he's not a great athlete, but Dylan Anderson can be a contributor at the Division One basketball level. I'm very excited that he redshirted. I did not want to see them basically waste this year, kind of like I think they did last year. Dylan's got a lot going for him. And not only does Dylan have a lot going for him, it, I think Dylan at some point is going to be a starter here at the U of A playing 25, 28 minutes per game. He's got that type of ability. Um, now, again, it's not like he's going to be a lottery pick or anything like that, but Dylan Anderson can play basketball and we should all embrace Dylan Anderson playing basketball. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do because I, I, a year off, I think, is going to do him a world of good. Not only is it going to do him a world of good, I think you're going to see a new uh, a newfound confidence in what he can do. Um, really good stuff. Then Henry Vesar, you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, and I could be wrong on this. Take for what it's worth, just purely a guess. I don't know that Henry's here next year, and if he does, I think he probably transfers. I just don't see where Henry gets minutes. Um, Henry can run the floor very well, obviously. But the problem with Henry, though, is that Henry um, – I just – first of all, I don't know how much Henry loves basketball. I don't know how much he's going to improve. And I don't, just don't think that Henry has some of the natural basketball skills that uh, – that, uh, um, that uh, Dylan Anderson has. Like, I don't know that he's ever going to be a three-point shooter that can, you know, one dribble, stuff like that. Now, granted, I don't know that Dylan's going to do that either, but you've seen that in drills. I don't know that you're ever going to see Henry Vesar do that. But again, uh, I could be wrong. He can run the floor. He can block shots. So if you can run the floor and you can block shots, there's a lot, there's certainly things that you can like about that aspect to him. I just don't see it. Now, Emmanuel Steven. Emmanuel Steven's got a big time future at Arizona. I just don't think it's next year. I get a lot of people thinking that he's going to step in and be the starter. Listen, Steven is a physical specimen. You look at him, you look how he looks. Physically, he's an absolute monster. All of that. But offensively, his game is very primitive at this point. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But People, you know, like I said, I, I think of the Christian Coloco experience where, you know, the first year or two, it was like, and then by year three, you burst out and you become an NBA level player. I think that's what Emmanuel Steven is. I just don't next year. He's just not going to have the offensive game. He might get some minutes kind of as a rim runner, a hustle type player, but I think it's probably year two and year three where you really see what Emmanuel Steven can do. I like him a lot, but I think people are going to be a little let down if you're expecting him to come in and be 13 and 8 right off the bat. He's just not that dude for me at this point. But either way, this is a really talented 23-24 Arizona or 24-25 Arizona basketball team. Um, it might not have the experience that this year's team does, you know, with a Caleb Love who can really just kind of take over a game at the end. But there's a lot to like about it as well. And I think that we should all embrace that. We should all be excited about that. Um, but and again, Arizona fans are going to drop some games in the Big 12. Big 12 is a totally different animal than the Pac-12, and they're going to have to be ready to go every single game, and I think that's going to be great. It will get them battle-tested for the NCAA tournament. But on that note, 
Very much appreciate you all making Locked on Wildcats your first listen of the day. It is Monday, but at the same time, who cares because it's also Arizona basketball season and we are gearing up for March. But on that note, thanks for making Locked on Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow.